Welcome back to another episode of Bach Fantasy Talk. I'm your favorite host, Bach, alongside here with no one because it is now fantasy season and I really don't care what other people think, but we are in here as the time is. It is July 17th, 4.12 p.m. right after Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs did not come to contract extensions So that is exactly what we are here to talk about. Running backs are not getting screwed. You go on ESPN, and ESPN today was horrendous. I was watching uh, First Take, and they were just trashing the Cowboys, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But that's another thing for next episode. Uh, Speaking of that, if you have not followed us on our Instagram, at BachFantasyTalk, it's fantasy season. It's time to follow it, baby. we're, We're in. We're now in. It is time if you want it, I mean, y'all can listen to me. You cannot, but last year I won a 16-man league and got the most points in a 12-man league. So it was a pretty good year last year. Um, running backs. We're not talking about fantasy today. We're going to do a little fantasy, but that's actually what I'll talk about next episode. Here is the lineup we got for next episode. I'm going to hit you with a little intro, you know, talk about, you know, just everything, kind of how it is every episode. We're doing a mock draft, how to mock draft, a mock draft my rankings, my like actual NFL rankings and what I think is going to happen, who's going to win the Super Bowl. No one will like my Super Bowl pick, but I'm just going to go with it. I always do a crazy Super Bowl pick. Um, specific players, you know, like who are bust-proof guys, some sleepers, hot takes, guys I'm scared of, exposing ESPN rankings, um, going through first and second round picks and why I'm scared of them, and we're talking about three guys I'm scared of today. And then... Uh, Show how my strategy works. Like people are gonna be shocked about my strategy, but I'm gonna pull up my league last year. It was a 12 man PPR league on ESPN, and I'm gonna show you how it's done. Um, I have been. I've done a lot of research. I've mocked from all five of my spots, uh, one through 12. One thing though on the Instagram, which makes me kind of mad. Y'all never answer the questions. You did a good job answering last time. I did kind of double post that, and make y'all listen to that, but. Uh, please ask questions. It just helps unless I get like Pruitt in here. Pruitt likes to ask questions. You know, you might get Daniel in here asking some questions. You might get what Ramsey in here. Just you never know what he does. But um, yeah, so let's talk about the running backs. They don't get paid, right? And like Casey Comerford says, I worry about money too much in the NFL. And when in reality, yes, you should worry about money. Rodgers has not gotten restructured, but and Quentin Williams got a pretty good deal. He's a really good player. Uh, at first, I thought it was a bad deal, but then I looked at it, and I realized, you know what, that deal makes sense. Um, Kamara is getting cut uh, next year. I'm looking at running backs. Yeah, man, they're not getting paid. But, I mean, McCaffrey, he probably deserves money. Like, there's some guys who I look at, I'm like, they probably deserve the money McCaffrey's cap hit this year is three million, which is way too low right now. But again, you want to push back money, you can always cut them. Bijan's pretty high, but obviously when you're the eighth overall pick, you're gonna get paid pretty high. And I'm looking at contract total value, and the Falcons have Bijan and Cordero. It looks like they're about the fifth, thirteenth, and fourteenth highest paid running back right now. Uh, Montgomery got, got kind of got paid in free agency. Actually, he got a lot more than I will give him. But the market's so low because these guys are so irreplaceable. Like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, everybody thought he was going to be the next Alvin Kamara. You always hear, oh, this guy's going to be the next Alvin Kamara. And then Isaac Pacheco beats Mountain Jarek McKinnon's twice as faster than 
Clyde Edwards Lair, and you got to keep him this year because it's a 100% guaranteed contract. But Raheem Mostert, like, none of these guys are getting paid, and they really don't deserve to get paid. Like, none of these guys deserve to get paid. Najee Harris doesn't even deserve what he's getting right now. I always said last year, the team that wins the Super Bowl is always on a very low minimum dollar, minimum dollar year. And yes, I want the Falcons to win a Super Bowl, but I don't think you can win it now with all this rushing and all this stuff. So Saquon doesn't get paid. He says it is what it is on his Twitter. I was just working on something, and I look on my Twitter. It is what it is. Twitter's absolutely blowing up. But Evan Ingram's deal, done. So I, I think Tony Pollard is a really safe option in fantasy now just because he's going to play. Like $10.1 million is an excellent – or ten yeah, $10.1 million is an excellent deal. Aaron Jones took a pay cut, and Joe Mixon took a $4.5 million pay cut. Excellent move by his agent. Excellent move by Joe Mixon because that's how you're going to stay on teams just by taking pay cut as running backs. The only guys who deserve to get paid as running backs are CMC, who honestly really shouldn't be paid, but Derrick Henry should definitely be paid, and Nick Chubb should definitely be paid. Other than that, not a single guy should be paid. Saquon, you know, he's the offense. I'll let him get paid. Eckler, I think they're going to regret not bringing him back, but I think the Chargers are going to actually sign him next year. I think he's... I mean, he scores a touchdown to touchdowns, and he vouches so much in the running back market and how these guys need to get paid, but they just shouldn't get paid. It's so irreplaceable. Like, man, let's look. Jonathan Taylor, second-round running back. Plug him in. Excellent. Kenneth Walker, plug him in. Excellent. Brees Hall, plug him in. Excellent. Second round. Like, second-round running backs are where you're getting these good guys. Uh, let's see. Camaro was a fourth-round back. Henry was a second-round back. McCaffrey was a first-round back. Chubb was a second-round back. Mixon was a second-round back. Jones was the fourth-round back. I don't even know where Pollard was drafted. Jacobs was a late first. Saquon was the highest running back probably ever besides um, whenever the guy was picked first. I think Ricky Williams was picked first overall a while ago. But James Conner, I don't even know when he was picked. Sanders, I don't even know when he was picked. I think Eckler went undrafted. So, like, all these good guys are not getting – Picked early. They just pick them in the second round, but the only problem is you don't get a fifth-year option, but most running backs really don't make it to their fifth year nowadays. It's just so irreplaceable. So if you look on ESPN and they said these guys should have got paid, no. Just take take the franchise tag, guys. Just play on the franchise tag. And that's where it scares me. I don't think Josh Jacob wants to be in Vegas anyway. right? So I'm looking at him on ESPN, and he's going about the middle. I'll hop in a mock draft right here, but he's going about the middle of the second round. And I haven't been picking them. And I'll tell you where I want to pick before I get into more fantasy next episode. I want to pick six. And here's why. After the 20, 20th overall selection, I think talent falls off. Unless you want a quarterback, talent falls off in fantasy this year. So do you really want to waste, or not waste, you want to pick your higher pick on a guy who doesn't want to be on the team? Like Le'Veon Bell, I think it was a couple of years ago, it was... I think it was in a league with Max Davis, and he picked. I think he picked Le'Veon Bell second, and oh, who did I go? I went like Julio Jones or something first, and Le'Veon Bell didn't play, and I offered a trade for him, and he still wouldn't take the trade. So that, and then he, Le'Veon Bell comes out today, and he says should have never quit. So. I mean, running backs, they don't deserve to get paid, but they do help their teams a lot. And I see why Eckler's mad in the market because, yeah, they do want to get paid a lot, but you can't pay anybody nowadays. It's just not right. But my problem with the Giants is you give Daniel Jones, who had one good year, you don't even take his fifth-year option, 100 
$160 million. APY, average per year, $40 million a year. And ESPN was talking today, and they're like, why are you signing Dak Prescott and all these guys just to not, like, there's better options out there. And the thing is, it's hard to get a better option out there. Like, the, people think the Cowboys should move on from Dak Prescott. Who are you going to go get now? Who are you going to go get in the draft next year? You're not going to be up high enough to take Caleb May or Caleb or Drake May or Caleb Williams. So you wouldn't sign Taylor Heineke and have him play. You want to sign Derek Carr and have him play. I'd rather have Dak Prescott than Derek Carr. Derek Carr stinks. Like Kirk Cousins. I, the thing with Kirk Cousins, that's what I'm talking about next. It's just tough to move on from him. Like, you can win with him, but it's tough to move on from him. A very awkward situation, though, in Justin Jefferson where he's like, top five quarter, who's your top five quarterbacks? He doesn't list Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins goes on the radio, and he didn't even know about it, and he really didn't care. He said he wants to be on it next year. Do I think that hurts Justin Jefferson? No. I think he's the first overall pick. And in the draft I'm doing right now, I'm pretty sure he's going to go first overall. Like, no surprise, and absolute shocker, but I think Justin Jefferson is the first overall pick this year in fantasy. Do I think he finishes at the wide receiver one? No. No, I don't think he finishes as the wide receiver one, but at the first pick, you just want a guy who's safe, and Justin Jefferson is 100% safe. So like I said, I gave you the rundown of the next big episode, but I'm also going to talk, let's see. One thing I found interesting, I look, I always buy a fantasy football magazine every year. You know, I always write a ton in it, and you know, I break it down a ton. I was looking in my magazine, in Centennial Sports Fantasy Football Magazine. I looked up to try to see if they did another one this year. They did not do another one this year. But they got every sleeper right. Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson. I think they had DK Metcalf. Like They got every pick right, which I thought was really impressive. But I'm in this mock draft right now. And again, next episode, it's going to be all this stuff. Everybody better listen to it because it's going to be the best. It's going to be long. It's going to be really long, but I'm going to tell you where everything is. I'm going to put a ton of, I already put a ton of time into it, so you better listen. You want to pick this year, in my opinion, I like four through eight, personally. I, I don't like nine through ten. I don't like one through three. I like 11 through 12 just so you get that back-to-back. And honestly, there I would probably go double wide receiver. But I've updated my rankings, and I took a lot of time about it, and I thought, these guys are risky. Like Saquon in the first. I don't know if I can pull the trigger now just because the contract. But he just tweeted it. It is what it is. I think he's going to play. I don't think Josh Jacobs plays personally. I don't think he does. But you just want to pick for safety. Obviously, I'm telling you right now, Kelsey or Bust. That's what I'm doing going in the draft, so everybody can listen to this. And I'm going to admit, it's tough to come on to this podcast and give away every single thing I've done. And peop- my league mates are just going to listen to this, and they're going to know what I want to do. But I don't care. I've mocked I've mocked from every single spot five times. So I've done all my research. know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to pick a quarterback, that's for sure. Early, I'm going to wait. And the thing is, I don't even care who I pick. Like, Kirk Cousins, I think, he, I think he's a touchdown streak where he's throwing a touchdown in every single game. Ah, he broke it. I was on um, week 11 against Dallas. That game was terrible. I was on CBS. I won the Falcons game that week. That was the Bears game. But he's throwing a touchdown every single week. So, like, 
when you're picking in their quarterback, you just want a guy who's going to be consistent. Like if you can get Trevor Lawrence, I think I think Deshaun Watson's heavily overrated right now. Uh, he's pick 83 right now. Like Tua would be excellent. Danny Dimes would be excellent. Hell, Rogers, Geno Smith. Geno Smith's got a great wide receiver core. Danny Dimes rushing upside. Tua. Tua has two receivers going in the first two rounds. He is the only. I think that's the only team that has a player going in the first two rounds besides maybe the Jets. Like, unless you pick a quarterback, I think, yeah, they're like one of the teams that has two guys going in the first two rounds guaranteed, uh, probably besides the Cowboys. But that that's pretty impressive. And they're both receivers. It's not like it's Pollard and C.D. Lamb. Um, it is two receivers. So two is definitely a great option. Who cares if he's healthy or not? If you pick him in the late round, you can just go ahead and pick up Kyler Murray, pick up Kenny Pickett, pick up Jared Goff, Anthony Richardson, and you're rolling. Like, you're, you're going to be fine there. Um, let's see what else I can talk about. Ooh, questions. People actually posted questions because I kind of made them, but they actually posted questions. Jameer Gibbs signed his first round deal. Who cares? What, Joseph Pizzo, what offensive rookies do you think will make the most impact this season? You said offensive rookies. I think Peter Skaronsky, the tackle for the Tennessee Titans, plays an excellent job in protecting whoever sits there at quarterback this year. Obviously, I could go on and say Bijan, or I could go on. I don't think Jameer Gibbs makes that much of an impact, but uh, I think Addison for Minnesota is probably the biggest skill player who I think makes the biggest impact. Nilesh, will 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 Levis be a starter in the shortcoming this season? My answer to that is no. If you I think Mike Frabel's a really excellent minded coach in what he does, but I think the move and we're we'll get into DeAndre Hopkins soon. Don't go anywhere. Is you you can compete for a an AFC South title and they have a good chance just due to the fact that all you got to do is beat Jacksonville. You don't you, you can beat Houston. You can beat Indianapolis. You just have to beat Jacksonville, and they can beat Jacksonville. All you got to do is run it down their throat. Hell, they almost went into. They almost went into Jacksonville Stadium with a playoff berth on the line and won in their stadium on primetime. They almost did that. They, they should have done that. But when you got Joshua Dobbs and you don't even believe in Malik Willis because he's terrible, you're not. It, it was. They came close. They're well coached. They got a good defense. And that leads us into the next question What round would you take DeAndre? Hopkins in. Well, I'm looking right now on ESPN. They have him as pick 56 overall. And like the DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley range. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley should be rated a lot higher. We'll get, definitely go into that in the next episode. But like from Debo to Cal or Debo to Marquise Brown is like the, oh, you don't really want this guy on your roster. Maybe Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson is probably a good breakout candidate. But other than that, you don't want any of these guys on your roster. So that, again, leads me to a point in where you 
probably want to take him in the late fifth, early sixth round, and I would want him as like my wide receiver two or a flex. But I do think that this year is the year of the wide receivers. I've been going non-PPR a ton in all my drafts, and I love it. I think it's awesome. Like you, If I could go like, either I go Kelsey in the first, or then I go among us St. Brown, and then like if T. Higgins or D.K. Metcalf or Devontae Smith falls to me, and then I got him as my wide receiver too, and then I turn around in the fourth and I get Christian Watson or Keaton Allen or, or Debo, like someone like that is my flex, and then I can take like maybe in the next round, take like Kenneth Walker or Miles Sanders as my RB1, and then have like James Conner as my RB2, and then pick like Danny Dimes or Tua later in the draft. That's a really, really, really good team, and I love that. That's why I like picking later. The problem is if you pick early, yeah, you get a stud. Like, you get a stud. Like, 20 points per game, like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Um, I'm a little concerned. I'm not concerned about Cup. I'm just concerned about his quarterback. And that's phenomenal. That's awesome. Like, you get, you get, or you go hero running back and you get Austin Eckler, which basically means you just pick one running back and you pick a second running back later. I think that's what I did last year. Yeah, that's what I did last year. Like, that's awesome. But, uh, like, I'm going to go, I'm really good. I don't want to talk about fantasy that much right now in this episode, just because next one, I'm an absolute bomb, like just all fantasy. Like It's going to be a long episode. And I'm going to go through every like first to second round pick and just like what I like about them and what I don't. But dude, I can't, I can't take Austin Eckler or CMC. I can take C- I can take Austin Eckler over CMC and that's not even biased just because I love Eckler so much last year. I just think Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco really stinks. And there's so many people to get the ball in San Francisco. Like, there's way, way too many people to get the ball there in San Fran. And obviously, like, you know, George Kittle, I'm fine with. And Kyle Shanahan does an excellent job of getting every single person involved in the game. But, like, Debo Samuel is just running off of name recognition this year. So is Keenan Allen. Honestly, so is D-Hop. Like, he, he in this round went the last pick of the fourth round over, well, Kamara went Kamara's rocking off name recognition. We don't even know if he's going to be suspended. So there's a lot of questions right now. Like, it's still July. I'm going to wait until the end of July to record all of my fantasy football stuff and all of, like, just, like, seeing what Josh Jacobs is going to do, seeing what Saquon's going to do. I'm planning on posting the major episode August 1st because I believe that's around the time when people start drafting. So I'm going to get that episode out, and then people can listen. Like, nothing much is going to change um, once. Ooh, Wow. I'm like, sorry, I'm in this mock. Let's go, James Conner. Like, there's not much. You don't want to talk too early in fantasy because I think one year, you know, Harping is always saying this year, every year in the group chat, why don't we draft later? Because, you know, that one year Travis Etienne got hurt in training camp, James Robinson's value skyrocketed. And uh, I think it was Nate and Nate Hayes ended up having um, – Ended up having James Robinson. He had a pretty good year, and he got traded, and he fell off. And now he, I think he's a free agent. But, yeah, I think DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee is not what I love. I think he kind of chased the money. But what they were talking about, I'm going to talk about what they were talking about on ESPN because the second thing made me mad. But the first thing, why is Tennessee Why is Tennessee outbidding New England? Like, Tennessee is in such an easy division to where even if they did not have DeAndre Hopkins, they can still win the division. The AFC East has Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, two 
Tua. Brees Hall. Who do the Patriots have? Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, he's going to get a ton of receptions in fantasy. But if you're trying to actually win the division and you're trying to actually win in the National Football League, you have to go to DeAndre Hopkins. If y'all know me and if you listen to every episode, you know I listen to Over the Cap a ton. Always love to listen to it. Listen to a ton about, you know, cap cap space. I love cap space. Uh, I realized today that the cap space that, like, let's say right now the Bears have $32 million in cap space. Let's say they don't sign anybody the rest of the year. It rolls over to next year. So, like, when the Falcons spend, they got eight, nine million left in cap space. I'm just going to let that roll on to next year. Let's see. Uh, Deshaun Watson is rated ahead of Trevor Lawrence in, in this fantasy football mock draft lobby for years. Man, absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. No, you never, never, never again is that happening. Um, I think that's very disrespectful. I think Deshaun Watson, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is a better fantasy quarterback than Deshaun Watson. And everyone's, everyone's talking about Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not going to be as good as Trevor Lawrence. And we're talking about year three quarterback jumps. Trevor Lawrence is going to be elite next year. Justin Fields is not. Just because they brought in a big boy right tackle from Tennessee does not mean this team is going to get better. Just because they brought in DJ Moore, just a deep threat, does not mean this Chicago team is going to be good. I'm tired of Chicago. You know, I'm going to I'm not gonna do give away all what I predicted for the season. Because, again, I want to save it for next episode. Chicago, I have, going 5-12. This team finished last for a reason. Who did they bring in to help just wash their problems away? Like, seriously, who did they bring in to wash their problems away? No one. <laughs> like, they brought in DJ Moore. And, yes, if, if you want to rebuild, don't rebuild how these teams do and trade away their first-round picks. That's how I want to do a rebuild. I would just like be like the Rams and just stink it up one year and then just pick a quarterback early. But when you, like, when you trade your first two round picks as the Panthers, like that helps out the Bears. Like the Bears, maybe in two or three years, are gonna be really good. But the problem is with cap space is they're gonna have to pay Justin Fields because whether they like it or not, they cannot go through another quarterback. I think I don't think Fields is the answer this year. I think he makes a step forward, but he's not God's gift to the world like every single social media person is saying right now. They won't make the playoffs this year. Maybe next year. But Ryan Pohl stinks. Like, bringing in Chase Claypool was probably the worst move last year for a, basically a first-round pick in value because it was a 32nd overall pick. You just don't get your fifth-year option. But that was probably the worst move of the NFL last year. Nobody's talking it because he brought in DJ Moore. But as they, they could have used that second-round pick. NFL Draft 2023. Joey Porter Jr., Sam Laporta, Michael Meyer, Bergeron, one of the Falcons' best run backers, Steve Avila, Jonathan Mingo would have been an excellent option to have over, over, uh, why am I blanking? Chase Claypool. Like any, I would have rather have any of these guys than Chase Claypool. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and someone, I don't think Chase Claypool is going to do much, so I can trash Chase Claypool all I want. Or honestly, you could have, Traded up and got a Paris Johnson Jr. with that second round pick instead. But I mean, they did well. They drafted solid. I mean, 
I don't think I think everybody think Darnold Wright's gonna be really good, but I mean six five three three three. I mean he played in the SEC, so he's played against good guys. NFL comp Caleb McGarry. Uh, so that's basically a guy who's okay in pass blocking and pretty good in run blocking. So I mean, if that's how he turns out for a first round pick, you know, I'll take it. You can take the fifth year option on him. Uh, but Caleb McGarry, the first four years was terrible. Uh, next question: Why do you, Will Hunsberg? Why do you think the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl? I don't think that they do this year. I really don't. I think they make the playoffs again. I'll say that in my episode. But I mean. Desmond, I, I, I'm not, I'm not in love with Desmond Ritter. Honestly, I'd rather have Tannehill. I mean, you got to pay him, but like, <sighs> Desmond Ritter put on some pounds, good pounds, not bad pounds. It's cheap. He can make a step forward with this offense. He can take a step forward. All he has to do, at the minimum, is be like Jimmy Garoppolo and just be a good game manager, and his career can be long in Atlanta. Like he said, he wants to win a Super Bowl in Atlanta. All you got to do is just run the offense. I think he can do that. I think he can do that. I think we should cut Jalen Mayfield, that's for sure. But I think he can do that. Uh, you brought a lot. Of, you, you brought a lot of guys in on one-year deals. Like, I'm looking at all the free agent signings. Besides Bates and Anyamata and Johnny Smith and Heineke. Heineke might not even be here for two years. But all these guys that were brought in are on one-year deals. Like, Clayus Campbell will probably retire after this year. Hopefully he stays, but he probably retires. Uh, Jeff Kudo, one-year deal. Mike Hughes, one-year deal. Lorenzo, Con- Lorenzo Carter, luckily, he's too, like, Bud Dupree, one-year deal. So, Mac Collins, one-year deal. But, like, those are, like, players you can easily replace, so I'm fine with that. Uh, if you're listening for fantasy stuff, I guess I'll tell you how to mock draft. Mock draft from every single spot, and when your draft order gets released, wherever you like the most, just ask, just ask the guy would you trade spots. And if you don't, I mean, the problem, the thing with fantasy football is you got guys who are, like, so all over the place on, like, what they actually want to do. Like, people have different opinions in fantasy, so if you listen to me and you don't like what I say and you think, oh, well, you're wrong about Josh Jacobs and you're wrong about Saquon, I'm still going to pick him in the first round. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. But I'm just a little nervous. Like, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. Cause you don't, You pick your first-round pick not to win leagues. You pick your first-round pick to help your team each week and hope the guys you picked later can rally, just rally around and be consistent and get wins. You just want a consistent guy. Like, Jefferson, he's consistent. People love him. Why not? So, that's what I would do. Um, just, just, just don't blow it, like, do as much research as I've done. Because I've done a lot, but just, I'll, I'll let you know a lot next episode. Next, next episode is going to be really nice about fantasy. Uh, D-Hop signing did not change anything how I view the Titans going. They'll be all right. They'll be fine. Frable's a good coach. I probably gave them not enough wins as I should have. I don't think they make the playoffs. But, I mean, he'll, he's still going to be a good fantasy option, just maybe not that early. Maybe as, like, you're, like if you go, like, Eckler, Fields, Brees Hall, and then you got like Olave or Amari Cooper as your wide receiver one. Yeah, it'd be a solid wide receiver too, and then you pair him with an okay tight end. But other than that, I think that's all I was really going to say um, for this episode. A little short, uh, just kind of talking. I, I'm going to look if there's anything else I want to say. Um, Dalvin Cook, he's going to sign in Miami. I mean, it probably would help Tua, but I think that's where ultimately he's probably going to end up. 
because Miami's in win-now mode. Why not bring in a back who's really explosive? Speaking of quarterback, I thought the Netflix thing was awesome. I thought Kirk Cousins was the best person in there. I thought Mahomes' wife was really annoying. Uh, I could see, but I see why Mahomes is so talented today. Like, his worth ethic is crazy, and he doesn't get hit that much in that offense. Like, Kirk Cousins is always in the tub, always resting. I think I'm right now I'm through episode four, so I haven't finished it. So don't be like, oh, well, Mariota gets hurt. Yeah, I know he gets hurt. I'm a Falcons fan. Also, if you ever send me stuff that's on like Twitter or ESPN, unless it's like something really small, but like if Jesse Bates signs with the Falcons and you send it to me, I know he got sent to me. Like, I, I'm, I love when people like talk to me about football. But I know when stuff happens. If you want to talk about it, please text me. And actually, please DM me on it. And please answer the questions on Instagram. But if you send me, like, Jesse Bates signs with the Falcons, just like the notification screenshot, I know. I know. I'm on Twitter. I have notifications on for every single signing. And I have ESPN notifications as well. Thank you. But I know what happens. Um quarterback was good i mean mariota <laughs> no screen time absolutely zero screen time but he's off to philly he's a good backup and especially in that offense he's a good backup um he won't win a ring though in philadelphia hate to break it to you but they're not winning this year i love howie roseman i love the eagles like how they are I, love, I like kelsey but i think howie roseman's like if he was better with his money 54 million dollars in dead cap this year off of just void years. If you don't know what a void year is, basically, let's say we signed Jesse Bates for a two-year deal, and he has twenty million. But if you want to be above the cap and you don't and you don't want to get penalized, you put a void year on him. So, like, let's say we he's twenty million dollars. I'll pay him ten this year, seven next year, and I'll put a void on for three. A void's basically just he's not on the team. You're just helping salary cap out. So that so that's what it is. Um, he just puts a ton of void years on. Like, Jalen Hurts, there's so much money. Like, the void years already. $97 million in the void. Yeah, he can spread it out over, I don't know why this one's seven years, I can ask. But, oh, my God. Unless he, if Hurts lasts more than seven years, there's a ton of money backed up. ton of money backed up. But the contract is structured so well into the fact that it's win now. Um, so, like, they, they have a good window. Like, they have a really good window. I think the Jets shortened their win window, but I think they are I think they have a really good shot at the bowl this year. Um, I think the Bengals' window is ginormous. I think the Browns' window is so, so short. So is the Dolphins. Dolphins' window is really short. Uh, so is the Chargers. Uh, Ravens' window is fine. But, like, 49ers' window is now. It's now, it's go time for the 49ers. Absolute go time. Um, no other questions. Why is your mic bad, Braddon, really? My mic, I thought my mic's good. I thought I sound fine on this. But if I need to fix it, let me know. All right. Let's see. Oh, rankings. ETN at 23. Stay away from ETN, please. Stay away from ETN. Ramondre Stevenson at 34. He's higher. Najee at third. Najee at thirty-five. Jones at thirty-six. And Pierce and White. If Pierce and White are a little overrated, but I think Olave at forty. The thing is, Derek Carr is not that much of an upgrade from Andy Dalton. Look at the stats. I don't care. He went five and ten in Vegas. Like that's terrible. Devontae Adams, Josh Higgins, but besides Derek Carr, slander. His deep. He's fifth. Fifth in efficiency in deep ball. 
So Olave is a third round pick this year. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to trash anybody else's stuff. But um, let's see. Waddle at 20. I, at first, I was not high on Waddle. And then I looked at the yards per reception. And it's absolutely ridiculous. He's a good late second round pick. I think DK Metcalf is 30. It was a little too high. Um, I think Hawkins at a 54. I'd honestly just pick George Kittle later. Um, I'm still scared of Kyle Pitts, but I'm going to stop talking about fantasy. I'm just going to call it. Um, just thank you for listening. Again, this is going to be a lot more in season, and I'm going to post a couple. This is probably the last episode before the major episode comes out on the first. Uh, but that's going to be a big one. It's going to be a long one. I'm going to give you the time, and I'm going to give you everything. And like always, follow us on Instagram. And like always, thank you for listening. I'm Alex Bach, alongside here with nobody. But we will see you in the biggest episode I've ever done next time.